Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show, brought to you by FIVO on the Believe Podcast Network. I do not think I could be more excited about an episode. My guest today, Elisa Hernandez, host of Sports-ish right here on the Believe Podcast Network and the host of LSNAP NFL, the Latino Instagram for the NFL. And before I let Elisa say anything, I promise I'm not going to just talk the whole time while she sits there and just looks adorable. Um, I have to say, we have gone from, in a very short amount of time, baseball besties to football frenemies. We are both diehard Dodgers fans. I brought out my Cody Bellinger bobblehead doll that Elisa was so <laughs> kind to make sure I have. Anybody who follows me knows how much I love me some Cody Bellinger. And we have bonded over our love for the Dodgers. You were on Get My Job. We talked about it. But today, championship week, we're football frenemies. Be going for the Niners. <laughs> you going for the Rams. Of course. This is going to be fun. Ah, welcome oh, yeah. to the show. You can talk now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, I am super excited to be here. Honestly, this is the best scenario for me because, you know, it's always kind of fun to have that competition with each other, but mm-hmm. the Dodgers are the best and we're always on the same side. So it's kind of nice to be on the other side of the fence and kind of have some good competition going. I, a couple <laughs> weeks ago in that week 18 game in my post, I said, I'm only going to say this once. Hashtag beat LA. So as it turns out, I might have to now say it twice. (laughs) But it's so funny. It's very weird for me. It's like a very, it's a very strange thing. But at the crux of all of this, NFC Championship game on Sunday at SoFi, we get a repeat of the week 18 matchup, which was really an epic game. It was like Levi Stadium South. We'll get into that in a bit. But before we get into that, this is going to be a really good football game. Oh, I cannot wait. This is the mini Super Bowl. I mean, honestly, Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl is going to have to really live up to the hype. We already know the halftime show is going to do that, but the matchup on the field needs to do the same because the last game was insane. I mean, you had the whole crowd controversy. You had Mm -hmm. the Rams giving up that, you know, 17 point lead. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's like, and then you guys end up winning 27 to 24 in overtime to clinch a playoff berth. And then that brought you guys full circle back here. So it's just one of those things that it's like you didn't take care of the Niners and now they're coming back to haunt you. So what are you going to do this time? Because that's really what all eyes are looking at. And you make a really good point. You didn't take care of the Niners and now and now here they are. And the Niners, as has been well documented throughout the week, but we'll bring it up one more time, are, have beaten the Rams the last six times they played each other. Jimmy Garoppolo, 6-0 and against them. I look at that Rams game and I, I talked about this, I think, on, on earlier the earlier pod this week, which was that Rams game really turned around the 49er season, the one in October. They were struggling. And the Arizona game against Colt McCoy and the Arizona Cardinals was a very tough loss and and an embarrassing loss for them. But it was, and it was the, but it was the Rams game that turned everything around for them. There is something about when these two teams match up, whether, you know, the coaches who used to talk coach together, talk about frenemies. They really, I think bring probably new, oomph to that word. I really like when I get oomph in just as often as possible. Just prepare yourself there. And it's just, oh, it's going to be interesting. But you, the way you said that, you didn't take care of the Niners. I'm writing it down. I mean, I'm saying because that's really what it comes down to. And, you know, because all eyes were on Stafford, 
getting his playoff win, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. you don't realize, like, yes, did they lose that game to the Niners, of course. But it's like, that's what got the Niners in the playoff. So it's like, mm-hmm. now, the ex-girlfriend's coming back to see what's good with you. And LA needs to kind of show up. There's like, no, I moved on. I'm ready to go on to bigger, bigger things. Get that ring. Because the truth of the matter is, is that Stafford is what is the one of the factors that plays here. Because he's mm-hmm. one in five in his career against the 49ers. Week 10, uh, he had over 200 yards, a touchdown pass, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. 18, he had over 200 yards, two interceptions. He had three touchdowns that game. But the two interceptions is what kills me because in that week 10 matchup, he had that, he gave up a pick six as well. And mm-hmm. those little things that he kind of has been overshadowing by his good game, his big comeback in Tampa, that second half play is what's really going to be one of the things that all eyes are going to be on this time around. because. You know, Sean McVay is very good at what he does, and the Niners are too. And the thing is that Kyle Shanahan has been able to adjust in the second half to kind of get at the Rams, you know, weaknesses, give or, give or take. Given, like, it's hard to say that because you look at this squad and you're like, where's the weakness? But, you know, mm-hmm. they've, they've been able to kind of kind of figure that out about them. And so that game is going to be is going to be one for one for the history books, I'm hoping. Well, when, and you bring up the the you bring up a couple of things the the pick sixes the interceptions the game in Tampa yes he brought them back but that should never have been an issue to begin with and if there is a weakness for the Rams it's the turnovers and the inability to yeah. finish games and we saw that in Week 18 and we saw that last week against Tampa on the other side of that you have the 49ers who seem to find different ways to win every week. They did not have an offensive touchdown on Saturday night in Green Bay. They managed to win on special teams and defense 100%. But their special teams up until this point had been kind of a hot mess, but they ran into a special teams unit that, considering it was zero degrees, was a hotter mess than the San Francisco 49ers. But they're (laughs) fighting. You're welcome for that. Thank you very much, Case. You guys want to take a moment? See what I did there? You are welcome. <laughs> We're here. Put up, I'll be here all pod. <laughs> but you have a Niners team that just finds ways to win, and they're in every game, and they know they're in every game. And that yeah. is interesting. And so uh, uh, we're recording this on Friday. Earlier this week, we had our, I'm sorry, recorded this on Wednesday, so it'll air on Friday. But earlier this week, we had our Zoom with Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And I actually asked him, I said, you know, you said after the Green Bay game that you felt you were in control the entire game. Is that something you feel every game, no matter how things are going? And is that why you guys can keep winning? And yeah. he said, well, I, I wouldn't say every game. It just kind of depends on how the game goes. But he made an interesting point. He said, I wouldn't say when we went down 17 nothing, we felt like we were in control. That being said, <laughs> they they did. They were in somewhat control because they just kept chipping away. And you go, it was kind of interesting. When they went in 17 to 3 at the half, I was like, boy, they have a chance. When Debo Samuel threw that touchdown pass to Jawan Jennings, I texted my dad and I said, they are going to win this game. You mark <laughs> my words. They are going to win this game. And they did. So I think that's an interesting point you make. And so you brought up the interceptions. And I want to touch on that some more because Jimmy Garoppolo also has a tendency to throw interceptions where you're like, what was he thinking? And his interceptions really seem to come at times. They just kill a drive. Yeah. <laughs> and there was that red zone yeah. interception. In week 18. And I think that's going to be a huge part of this game is which of the two quarterbacks does a better job of taking care of the football. Yeah. No, I agree with you because the truth of the matter is that when Matthew Stafford takes care of the ball, the Rams are 8-0 and this season when Matthew Stafford does not throw an interception. 
So I think that needs to be very much accounted for because there's six and five in the games that he does throw an interception. And so I think that that's one of the things that you really need to look at because San Francisco has four defensive interceptions over the last four games, including two versus Stafford in week 18. So, you know, there's that, that play comes, comes beneficial for each team uh, when you play each other so close, you know, they, they Mm -hmm. just, they just saw this new version of the Niners a couple weeks ago. And so it's not like they're going to see something they haven't seen before. They're they're not going to see their defensive shifts or their offensive power that they've been, they've been having. It's really just making sure that you convert third downs, keep, you know, keep the ball on your side, no fumbles. You know, Cam Akers obviously had those two fumbles in that game that would have came back to haunt them had the defense not stepped up the way that they did. The thing is that Rams defense is very, very scary. And I know that that the Niners defense is too. So you're right. It is going to come down to the quarterback play and who makes the mistake first, who's going to jump, who's going to let it fly into the wrong hands. And they do, these teams match up very well against each other. That's why they gave, I mean, of course in, in, you know, week 10, the four hours dominated that game, but generally they just, they, you know, match up well. And that's what we saw a few weeks ago. And so that is what it will come down to. You brought up the Rams defense, of course, Aaron Donald, who the four Niners have actually done a really good job of containing. And it's interesting because every time they play each other, like my number one thing I say the four Niners have to watch out for is Aaron Donald. And and I'm not going to stop saying that because he's Aaron Donald, but they've done an excellent job at containing him. And then you look at the 49ers and their front seven, and there's been so much talent and so many breakout performances there. I mean, Nick Bosa, of course, gets a ton of attention and, and he gets, you know, people are all over him. And then you have Eric Armstead who comes out and, and does these third down sacks that are just unbelievable. You've Arden right. key who has come in and really flourished with San Francisco in a way yeah. that I don't even think Arden key was prepared for Like He really has and at DJ Jones. So this becomes really important. It's going to be, it, you know, on both sides, bringing pressure to the quarterback, right. taking care of the football and each team playing. It's like the Rams got to play Rams football and the 49ers got to play 49ers football. And well, it, you know? Yeah. No, I agree with you. But you know what? Von Miller needs to play Denver Broncos Super Bowl 50 football is what he needs to play. Because- I knew those Broncos were going to get in I'm this podcast. Saying, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Yeah. Because look, the truth of the matter is, is that, yes, you guys have done a very good job of containing Aaron Donald. But now Vaughn is being playoff Vaughn. And mm-hmm. with that being said, you're containing Aaron Donald. You got Von Miller coming on the side. That's the number two uh, overall draft pick from 2011. So, you know, you need to make mm-hmm. sure that you kind of take that into account. And I think the game against Tampa Bay really showed Vaughn and mm-hmm. what he can do. You know, he had that big fumble that he caused on Brady. You know, he he's known for those kind of big moments. You know, he had one in Super Bowl 50 in San Francisco. It's just a little full circle moment there for him. But yes, that's I was yes, I was there. I did I do remember <laughs> yeah. it. So, you know, it's like you you have these two defensive fronts, you know what I mean? And and they're mm-hmm. one of the two it's the best one-two punch combo you could have on this defensive line. And I think that's one of the things that the Rams went out and did. And by getting that, that power. And at first it was like, Oh, he's been eight games with the Rams. He hasn't done anything. It's like, yeah, we'll just wait, just wait, just wait. And now you're seeing what you were waiting for out of Vaughn. And, you know, Jimmy G better, better be careful. (laughs) He's going to like burrow on the ground, like eight times in a game, nine times actually. And I think he's, he is going to have to be careful. And he is one of the things that's been talked about this week He's got to learn when do you take a sack, when do you throw it away. I mean, I don't say he's got to learn. Obviously, I think he knows, but he doesn't always execute it, you know, properly. Yeah, and, yeah. and that is going to be a really <laughs> important thing. And talking about getting Von Miller, of course, also Odell Beckham Jr. And something the Rams have right. really done, and I give them a lot of credit for this. They have gone all in. I mean, they yeah. really have gone all in 
Yeah. And and the way that, whether it works or not, you've got to respect the way they've gone all in. And mid season, <laughs> they've said, I mean, it's, I think it's true, you know. And yeah. and there are different ways to build a football team, you know. Right. I think there are a variety of ways you could do it, and this is the direction they've gone. And here they are, one game away from going to the Super Bowl, having being the home team hosting the in, Super Bowl, hosting the Super Bowl, back to back. I know it's not crazy; it could be back to back years. And Insane. so, you know, they mid season got Von Miller, and then Robert Woods goes down, and they get Odell Beckham Jr. And we are now seeing the Odell Beckham Jr. that everybody's been waiting for, really for a very long time since since the boat picture in the bye week of the playoffs <laughs> all those years ago. This is the Odell Beckham yeah. we have been waiting for, and. <laughs> That does make them scarier. And they're, of course, getting hot at the right time. And I don't know, but then, you know, on the Fort Niners side, you have Debo Samuel. And I think what makes him very scary is that teams know what they're going to do with him, but he's so difficult to defend. Don't matter. His (laughs) instincts are unbelievable. You you know, he, if the play calls for him to go this way and he sees this way isn't going to work, the quickness with which he has to pivot is, it's incredible. And that's, you can't really teach that. That's just something you have. No, I no. agree. I mean, his football IQ is off the charts. And going back to the OBJ discussion, you know, one of the things that I need OBJ to do is I need him to create separation. I need him to to come through and, and make those big plays and not wait for those big plays to come to him because OBJ, since he joined the Rams in week 10, they are 5-1 and one in games where he scores a touchdown. That's including playoffs. 2-2 two and two in games where he doesn't. Two of those mm-hmm. losses were to the 49ers because Beckham did not score in either against the 49ers with the Rams this season. And he had exactly two receptions, 18 yards in each of those games. That's not going to win you this game. I'm telling you right now, you know, and yes, you have Cooper Cup, but look what happened when OBJ was doing what OBJ does against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have Cooper Cup going off. He had nine receptions for over almost 200 yards. (laughs) Like it's that that's that's insane. And so when you have that tandem, you need to get OBJ involved early. You need to get him over 18 yards involved early, get his confidence going, get that up because he's really going to be one of those key pieces that's going to win this game for the Rams. Well, and when the 49ers were struggling about midseason, one of the things Fred Warner talked about and then one of the things he brought up a few weeks ago was at that time, their A players weren't playing like A players. You need your stars to play like stars. Right. And a few, and he said a few <laughs> weeks ago, our A players are playing like A players. And so I bring that up because you need OBJ to play like the A player. He is, this is a game right. where all the A players – have to be playing like a players. It, it, it can't be a game where they're not. And someone we haven't talked about yet for San Francisco, who's been less involved in the passing game. And I, I just feel like we are due. We are due for a, for a big one. And that is of course the people's tight end, George Kittle. Mr. Kittle. <laughs> our, I mean, our guy, he's, yeah. you know, Mr. Kittle, who was so good about our bet on the Michigan game and, and yeah. wore that Michigan shirt. He wished so. you happy birthday. I saw that. I saw yes, that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So I'm really on, I'm like on a very much on like a George Kittle train right now. Uh, <laughs> go George Kittle. And I, but he's due for a big game. And, you know, against the Packers, he dropped that pass and he caught it. It was probably a touchdown. He probably had over 100 yards in that game. Yeah. He, or he would have had over 100 yards in that game. But it, we're due. Yeah. We're due for a big Kittle game. And I think yeah. that is something. If I'm the Rams and I'm looking at film, thinking it's just, it's just a matter of time. You know, it's he's one of those guys that even like with with it's interesting because with a talent like OBJ, you just expect him to have you know, playoff touchdowns. And I remember when he got his first playoff touchdown versus the Cardinals, I was like, "That's his first touchdown ever in his career." And they were like, I did the same thing. On, I was like, was, "Wait, they were, what?" They were, they were like, "He was on the Giants." I'm like, 
really? And so, and, know, and then the Browns. So and, I guess and then the Browns. So like, I guess it makes sense when you really look at his career. But Kittle is one of those guys too because he does not have a receiving touchdown in his playoff career. Mm-hmm. That's insane, That's given that they were just in the Super Bowl in 2019 playing the Chiefs. So you know, he's one of those guys that you're kind of waiting for him to blossom. And what I don't want Kittle to be because he's such a, a like such a dynamic tight end. I don't want him to be that kind of tight end that just never goes off in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Because there are there are players like that. And he mm-hmm. he's he's more talented than that. And so, you know, I think with Jimmy G, he just has to pick his time when to hit Kittle. Because, you know, Jimmy G has thrown six passing TDs to Kittle this year. He's also thrown six interceptions when trying to hit t- when trying to hit Kittle. So, you know, it's like including in that week 18 game i think that it was for it was that it was intended for kittle exactly so i think you know it's one of those things that they they do have a good relationship they do have a good tandem but when you have guys like jalen ramsey in the backfield and and they're just waiting for that moment that's one of the guys they know they're going to pick on you know because it's Mm -hmm. like okay like we know you're going to go to him and we know that it's a 50 50 shot if that ball's going to get in his hands or mine (laughs) specifically yours actually i'm going to go specifically (laughs) that that but I want to just say, and this is this is no offense to you, if Jimmy G throws the ball and it ends up in your hands, things have gone terribly wrong this for San Francisco. True. And I, that's I got, nothing. I, no I, offense I, I, got, I got hands, Tracy. I mean, no, well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? He's like, put me in, coach. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, and in a twist we did not see coming, Elisa Hernandez has intercepted Jimmy Garoppolo and running Damn. down the field. But what Damn. I hear you saying here, and I may be hearing incorrectly, is that you want George Kittle to have a really big playoff game on Sunday. You want this man to have over 100 yards. You want to have a couple touchdowns. I want to show because you know what? OBJ has not had over a 100-yard game uh, receiving yards with the Rams. Mm -hmm. And I want both of them to go off because I want a showing like the Bills and the Chiefs. Okay, yes. I want everyone to have a big game and then let the best let the best team win. Well, unless you run out of time, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that does become that does become like a whole that does become a whole other thing. Yeah, but I mean, OBJ, like I said, like if he gets over a hundred yards, that that breaks this game open because if he gets a hundred yards, you're going to be looking at what Cooper Cup has. Right, and that is what's going to be very interesting <laughs> when it comes yeah. to you know to defending that receiving core, which I'm going to come back to in a minute. We'll talk a little bit about the 49ers secondary. But you brought up Jalen Ramsey, and you know he makes the most sense to cover Kittle just in terms of size. Or it just makes the most sense. And yeah, he's a very special football player. I mean that that Rams defense. There's or you know what? I'm going to take out the word defense. That Rams team <laughs> has so much like elite talent. Yeah, all over the place. Kind of going back to what we were talking for talking about before. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you a question that I I like gave an answer to earlier, but I want to know your idea here, okay. your thoughts on this. They have gone all in. I mean, they have yeah. built a Super Bowl roster. They have built a Super Bowl team. Is anything less than a Super Bowl victory just an unacceptable season? You're in LA, so yes. <laughs> I didn't want to say fail failure because that no, felt it, it's championship. Wrong, it's it, championship or bust. You know, yeah, because you, you've already gone. You've already lived off the hype of winning of going to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You went, you went, you played Tom Brady. You already got that glory. Now that's over. What's next? You know, that's how LA yeah. is. You know that. You know, we, mm-hmm. we love the Dodgers. We know as much as we love the Dodgers. It's like, but what's next? Okay, you got this guy, but what else? You know what I mean? And you, just, so- you brought them up. It's like, um, it's like Beetlejuice. You say Dodgers and then the bobblehead just shows up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that it is a championship or bust season because they've mm-hmm. put their money where their mouth is. This isn't the first time they've stocked 
their defense. When they went to the Super Bowl, they had Tlaib, they had Donald, they had, I mean, they had so many key pieces in place on their defense. And I think they did the same thing this time around. And so for this time, it's like, if you guys can't figure it out now, after defeating the defending champions, AKA the GOAT, like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's like, like the Cinderella needs to be yours. I mean, it can't be written any better. SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, Super Bowl 56, your road to get here, you defeat Kyler Murray, you defeat Tom Brady, you defeat your arch rivals, the 49ers, let's say if you do that on Sunday, you go to the Super Bowl, and then you defeat, potentially, the team that beat you in 2019. I mean, the story writes itself. Now, it's really up to the Rams to say, lights, camera, action. It is up to, like, I like what you did there. I th- you did like a Hollywood callback, and I'm very into that. I'm going to give you a big, uh, uh, just a clap. It's applause. I'll be her all pod. I'm going to give you some applause because that was really good. Lights, <laughs> camera, action. And also, I think we just came up with the title of this episode. <laughs> Fantastic. Really appreciate that. It's, 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 you're it's right. the Believe Connection. It's the Believe Connection. It's, it is the Believe Connection. I like it. We have like a Believe telepathy. Uh, and I really, I really like it. But you know what? You're right. You are 100% right. And if they lose on Sunday to the 49ers, for the seventh straight time. For the fourth the, time. Uh-huh. I mean, that would be just when the third, yeah, and the third time of the season. I mean, third that's that season. would be yeah, third would time. be that would be rough for the Rams. That would definitely be rough oh, for 100%. the Rams. Oh, one hundred percent. Because of where do you go from here? So then I have a where question for you. I, I know I promised that we were gonna talk about the Fort Hatter secondary and we will get to that. Um <laughs> you know what? I'll just say this really quick. There, that secondary will have its hands full with Cooper Cup and OBJ, that's but right. He's the same secondary where you have rookie Ambry Thomas, who has shown tremendous strides over the last six weeks, intercepts Matthew Stafford to end the, to end the game. Emmanuel Mosley intercepted him in the last game in a pivotal time in the game. Uh, and I bring up Ambry Thomas, too, because that's an important, really a couple of important injury things for the 49ers to keep in mind is you have Trent Williams, who Kyle Shanahan said Wednesday, if he if he can go, he will go. Yeah. Uh, so we will see what happens there. And in his, he said that in Trent's mind, he's playing. Uh, oh, and then yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure in Trent's mind, he is absolutely he's, playing. He's like, in my mind, I'm already there. Like, what Yeah, he's mean? like, what he's like, in my mind, the game has started <laughs> and I actually had a touchdown. Thank you very much, because that's a dream. Like, that's a dream of I his mean. is to have a touchdown reception. So he's like, in my mind, like, that's how the day and, has gone. Right. <laughs> and then you have Ambry Thomas, who is who was injured for the Packers game. And Dante Johnson stepped in and really did a fantastic job. But, you know, they're going to need everybody at full strength for this one. But I'm I'm moving on. Yeah. And moving on to a new subject now, because I think I'd like your thoughts on this. How much do you think it comes into play? Because I do think this there's a little of this going on, that the 49ers are in their heads. You know, I wouldn't, I, you know, normally I wouldn't put too much focus on it. But after what I saw Sunday Night Football, uh, Raiders, Chargers, I can see how being in your head <laughs> ends mm-hmm. up in the wrong ends, I mean, and I mean that the four netters are in the Ram are in the Rams' heads. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but it's true. I mean, it's 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 that it's that mindset though. You know, because if you quick tangent going on to that Sunday night football game when they potentially could have tied, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, and then you call a timeout, and then it's like, oh, so you're trying to beat us? Okay, let's go kick this field goal and send you home. You know what I mean? So Uh uh I mean, and so it's one of those things where you're kind of you're kind of neck and neck all the time you know with that being said going to the Niners 
being in their heads with the being in the Rams head or, or vice versa. You know, it's one of those things more, I think, for the Rams because oh, I don't, it is. you know, I don't think the Rams are not in the Niners heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so either. Like it's just, it's one the, of the, the Niners ones. have owned them and they may lose on Sunday. I'm not saying they, because it's, I think it's going to be a very tough matchup and yeah. they very well, but, but right. Yeah. For the, you're the Niners. You're you've owned this team. Sorry. Continue. I didn't mean well, to no, 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 no. But it, I mean, you've owned them in the sense of like, yes, we're the 49ers, but <clears throat> no one's going into this game thinking, Oh, the Niners are going to, it's like, no, the Rams better handle business. That, that's the storyline going into this. It's like, are you really going to let them come in and steal your Super Bowl from you? Is that what you're going to do? And then, so it's like all eyes are on the Rams. You know, they all have the pressures power. on the Rams. All the pressures on the Rams. My opinion. I agree. Because the thing is, is if the 49ers lose this game, it, the narrative is the Rams did what they're supposed to do, given what they have on their team, given Sean McVay's resume, given all that stuff, the relationship with Kyle Shanahan, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If the 49ers win this game, in SoFi Stadium, that can potentially again. be a sea of red again. Because have you seen those ticket prices? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you know, it, it's one of those things where it's just like, wow, Rams. Now what? Are you going to be that what if team? Are you like where do you go? Because realistically, my what I said to you earlier before we like moved into this conversation is where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. You got the arguably the four best players on the planet on your team. Mm-hmm. You have a consistent quarterback who has proven himself so far in this playoffs he didn't even do it with the with the lions but he's been playing pretty well and granted i know that you know that game went sideways in tampa but he also hit that 70 that big play to cooper cup to win the game when mm-hmm. pressure was on got his team to the line spiked the ball got everything situated for the kicker to go on and win that game that takes a level of mental strength to do mm-hmm. and so i think for them it's like if you lose this game the 49ers will forever be in your head. It, it'll be just like Aaron Rodgers, where it's like, you just it can't beat be. us, huh? <laughs> like, oh, uh-huh. like, you know, it, and so the, Ram, the Rams are, aren't trying to be little brothers. The, the Rams are trying to be big brothers in California. You know, they're the big brothers in LA. And they're just not trying to let this slip. They, they can't. It's not that they don't want to. They literally, they cannot allow the 49ers to come in and win this game. And Sean McVay is very much Kyle Shanahan's little brother. And I think what you, and that's, I mean, what we've seen thus far, and you brought up earlier, Kyle Shanahan's ability to make second half adjustments, which is a a strength of his. Yeah. Definitely a strength of his against McVay, but it is quite a strength of Kyle Shanahan. So even the coaching matchup in this one is also going to be so much fun to watch because you have these, it's a chess match and you have a chess match between two. Really. I don't think I'm overstating this offensive geniuses. I mean, you really do. You have this, chess match going on uh, against the frenemies, the whole thing. <laughs> and it, it's that in itself is going to be really fun to watch and they will pull out all the stops. So yeah, I'm excited for that. And then you <laughs> mentioned, of course, the sea of red, and this has been a big topic all week. Of course, oh, yeah. in week 18, it was Levi stadium South. It was, there was more red in that stadium than there was blue yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, this week there was controversy that perhaps the Rams were trying to keep <laughs> Fortnite fans for being able to buy tickets. There were some zip code restrictions. Those have since kind of crazy been lifted. But that kind of goes back to me with the idea of the being in their head. Like that's that's. I'm not saying that that's what the team is focusing on. Okay. But, but this, this shouldn't be a like. I I, I get it. Be a thing. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Like if you if the wives say something or the fan base say something, but when the head coach is saying like, "Don't sell your tickets," I'm like. Don't worry about that. Okay. How about y'all make sure these tickets are not $600 to sit up top. And then I guarantee you'll get some, a lot of Rams fans there. 
The thing is, you know, that is such an interesting situation because when I saw that on Twitter all week, you know, mm-hmm. the whole like Levi Stadium South, it reminded me, and I hate to say it, Rams fans, don't don't come at me, but it reminds me of when the Dodgers, what do we call Dodger Stadium South? The Dodgers, oh, the Padres? Exactly. Yeah. And I it's was like, like yeah. You know, oh yeah, yeah. It's totally South. is. They call it the Pot- no, Petco yeah. Park. And so, Petco Park, yeah. Exactly. And it's like, that, take, that takeover happens whether you want to or not. I just you like know? that I named the stadium the Padres. You mean the Padres? That's yeah, the team. The, the stadium, Petco, Petco. But yeah, Petco it is. Park. It is Dodger Stadium South. You're exactly. right. Exactly. And so it's like that That dynamic, it's like you cannot let that storyline be. And the thing is like, again, it's like, I didn't really, I mean, I get it. I, I do get it. Like the coach comes out and he's like, but I'm like, I kind of wish you didn't say anything. Because to me as the opposing team, me as the opposing fan base, I'm just like, oh, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, like, you just gave me totally. more incentive to come to this game, you know, come in, in full red and, and take over the take over the stadium. And so it's one of those things that just naturally teams have traveled well to SoFi Stadium. And, and that has mm-hmm. that has a really big play because L.A. went without a team for so long, you know, so everyone mm-hmm. here has kind of found different teams to root for because there was such a big gap, you know, and so. I think the Rams, a lot is on the line with this city. You know, it's like because oh, yeah. we do like winners. You cannot become Levi Stadium South. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, it's like if you want to win this game and you win the Super Bowl, heat of the city, here you go. You know what I'm saying? It's like everywhere you're like, going to look, it's like that. that's what we need from you. And again, like I said before, it's championship or bust for this team. That's what I think. Because at that point, like, what do you do? You, you rebuild? You sign OB, you resign OBJ to a long-term deal? Do you sign Vaughn again? Mm-hmm. Do you let him go? You know, what do you do with Robert Woods when he comes back? What, what do you do with Sean McVay? I mean, there's so many things that happen that you don't need to answer those questions if you just win. Winning sure. solves everything. And this town and is a Dodger town and a Laker town. It is not a Rams town. And it's it has there, yes. And I would love that. I love your Kobe <laughs> stuff today. Um, and but that's what this town is. So if if the Rams want to compete in that. I think that a couple years ago when the Rams were in the Super Bowl, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but when they were in the Super Bowl a few years ago playing the Patriots, if you went and looked for articles in LA about the Rams, in they were going to the Super Bowl and the Dodgers, who it was January, so pitchers and catchers hadn't even reported camp yet, the Dodgers and the Lakers were above them. Like, I want to say like nine. Like, I think the Rams number nine, and they were going to the Super Bowl. So you've got a very star-studded team as you said before, lights, camera, action, it's Super Bowl victory or bust. I mean, it really is. They can't even, because they also, they go to the Super Bowl and then lose it at SoFi Stadium. That's almost as bad as not going at all. That's, that's PTSD. How are you going to go to work next season? It's like, you're always going to remember that the confetti that wasn't yours. It's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it, it's one of those things that because you've gotten this far and you look back mm-hmm. at who you defeated, you look back at those victories and things like that. Um, you know, you just can't. And I do think the Rams are going to win. I mean, that is my pick. I just because there's just too much on the line. And like I said, like mm-hmm. the story is the story is too good. You know what I mean? The football mm-hmm. life, the America's game that we run on NFL Network, it writes itself. You know what I'm saying? It's just like mm-hmm. all you got to do is win. Like just just go and win. Like and then everything else will take care of itself. You'll have a parade. You know what I'm saying? Like oh. you'll you'll bring this city together. And like it'll be one of those things that that you just need to do. And so. I know too much is riding on this game. And I know everyone's just like, Elisa, is it that serious? I'm like, no, it is though. Because it is sports, in sports terms, yes, it is. It is. 
It is. Well, so my, my counterpoint is I think it's funny. It, and this is what is the best part about sports and all of this yeah. is that you could make the argument that the football life story is perfect for the 49ers. You have a team that was, they traded <laughs> up for the new quarterback. The coach went right. with Jimmy Garoppolo, the embattled QB one. I will never understand the <laughs> amount of hate he gets, but that's a whole different podcast. Yeah. But the embattled QB one, this team is three and five. He's stuck with the quarterback. They bounce back and they have found these crazy ways to win. They come right. back from a 17 point deficit in week 18. They go to, to Dallas to get in the playoffs. They go to Dallas, <laughs> just kind of dominate the Cowboys. Of course, there was the late surge. And again, that's like a whole other podcast. But Dallas let's say Dallas. for the, the, the Dallas be Dallas. And let's say they dominated the majority of the game. And they right. would. They then did. they go they into did. Green Bay. Green Bay, the number one seed, has a bye week. Super Aaron Bowl Rogers, favorite. Super, Bowl, Super favorite. Bowl favorite. Presumptive MVP at quarterback who's 0-3 at the time against this team. He can't possibly lose the game. It's literally two degrees at kickoff. It is so cold. God it starts you. snowing at Lambeau Field. <laughs> the whole thing. And they, they beat them. And they have bleachers. Like, they don't they even- did have bleachers. <laughs> and they have like, I, Your girl here was in a press box. Thank God. It was lovely and toasty. But yes, they have bleachers. So they're snowing all the elements and they somehow win that game to return to SoFi Stadium where they, I mean, so you could, to be honest with you, there is going to be a football life about one of these two teams. It's just a matter (laughs) of which of these two teams is going to be. Exactly. Like the America's game that comes out or the football life that comes out is going to be must watch TV. The storylines are too good. I'm not even, I'm not even worried about the AFC. Like, I'm just like. Oh yeah, no, the AFC. uh, And the AFC will be, you know, I think Kansas City ends up winning that game, but I'm not counting out the Bengals on anything. But Kansas City just looks. I mean, they just look kind of next. They kind of look a cut above everybody, they but I don't want to upset. I don't want to upset our NFC fans. Here I'm just today. saying. I'm just saying the way that they got it. The way that they got it together was. I, just, oh, that's it's, another it's, football it's, life it's, story. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> that crazy. is another one. Well, all right. So, I mean, I think we've hit everything, <laughs> and I'm really excited about it. You're picking the Rams. I am. As, I'm picking the 49ers. I think I, we were going to do keys to victory. I think we did it. I, I think, think we, we did totally it. did I all the things. So it. here are the only things we're going to do. Natural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just you guys. It's our belief telepathy. We're just that good. <laughs> just that good. Um, the only thing I would like each of us to do is pick who I want you to let me know who you think the X factor is going to be for the Rams. And I'll let you know who I think it's going to be for San Francisco. Ooh, overall. No, we talked about OBJ. We talked about Cut. You know, my X factor is going to be Von Miller. Now, the reason okay. I say that is not just because you know, he's my former Bronco and a Super Bowl 50 champion. It's like a little bit <laughs> because of that, but it's fine. <laughs> but it's because, you know, they're bringing him in to do what he did during that championship run. You know, they're bringing him in to bring that playoff experience, to bring that. I mean, you don't think they picked his brain when they went to go play Brady? You know what I mean? Right. They no. so you know they beat Brady to go to that Super Bowl in that crazy, crazy mm-hmm. AFC Championship game. So he is that factor because he needs to play the way he's been playing all playoffs. The way they contain Kyler Murray, the way that they got Tom Brady quickly, the fumble he got he had on Tom Brady rarely makes mistakes. Okay, mm-hmm. and the fact that they were able to get to him at the way that they had played a big part with that because if you prepare for Vaughn, I mean for Donald, obviously you need to. But you leave a little wiggle room, he gets that left arm out. Your his left arm out, you're going down. And so I think they mm-hmm. really need him to put the pressure on Jimmy G and and they need him to compliment Aaron Donald so that Aaron Donald 
him be who he needs to be. But Vaughn needs to come in and, and really bring that pressure on the other side. So I think if he can do that, man, Jimmy G is going to have a long day. <laughs> and I think the health of Trent Williams becomes a big factor in, in that situation. Uh, the 49ers X factor, I'm obviously we, we've talked about Debo Samuel. We've talked about George Kittle. We haven't talked as much about Elijah Mitchell, but obviously he's been an incredible draft pick for them. But I am going to go with an X factor I've picked before earlier in the season. It is Mr. Third Down Jawan Jennings because that <laughs> man comes up with the big play and he's he's like their third down master. And he's been that way forever since he started to get an opportunity uh, in about middle of the season. Mm-hmm. And I think Jawan Jennings becomes an X factor because the other thing with Jawan is he's such an incredible blocker yeah. that he he's such an important part of this offense in ways that people don't necessarily always see. I would say a close second to that is Kyle Juszczyk. Because the way that they use him and, and the way that he performs in that role is pretty spectacular. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to give it today. I'm going to give it to my guy, Jawan Jennings. And uh, also because his energy is so fun and it's, <laughs> it's just great. So that's what I'm going with. So that is that. That's my pick. 49ers win is my pick. Rams win is your pick. Lisa, we got a big day on Sunday. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> excited. I can't wait. And honestly, we didn't even get to our, like, we didn't really touch on our running backs, but that's gonna that I think this game is one through the air um just with the offensive power that we got but I don't know I mean this I feel like there's gonna be a crucial fourth fourth and one at some point that one of that either you guys are gonna stop the Rams are gonna stop or one of us is gonna convert and I think that's gonna be one of those Mm. key moments in the game and there is and I mean this is actually a literal fact there is no better quarterback sneaker than Jimmy Garoppolo he is literally perfect at quarterback (laughs) sneak so we'll see if it comes down to that and you know it's brought up the run game. So I will quickly say before we wrap for the 49ers, it's a huge key because what has given them success in, in this run is the strong run game, uh, efficiency on third down and taking care of the football and creating turnovers. So we shall see. Uh, It all comes down to Sunday NFC championship game. Don't miss it. At least this was so fun. Thank you so much for joining me. (laughs) Yay. And then uh, after that, we can go right back to uh, being friends again. It's my besties. <laughs> That's right. Tony and I say goodbye. I'm saying. I'm saying. You know, so I, I, it's, it's a very like interesting tandem for my Dodger 49ers fans or Rams mm-hmm. 49ers fans. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun weekend in LA, and this is why you love the playoffs. So enough. Absolutely. Said. Absolutely. And with that, if you guys like what you heard, which I know that you did, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. Elisa, where can everybody find you? Find me at Hernandez underscore LA. We will talk to everybody next week. And, you know, go California. (laughs) Bye, Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.